Hello, my friends, and welcome back to this episode of On Grace. I'm here with two fine gentlemen. If they were a tag team in the World Wrestling Federation, <laughs> they would no question be in the Hall of Fame. Who says we're not? <laughs> <laughs> there were several masked wrestlers that <laughs> approximate uh, yeah. your age and physique so <laughs> Wayne's weapon of choice is a wheelchair and mine is a walker that's right <laughs> and I will be the manager that walks to the ring with a megaphone you know absolutely works for us yeah I'll do it and if uh, you get in trouble I'll throw powder in, in the ring <laughs> there you go in your give us a chair to yeah so we don't with. chafe no no that'd be for some different reason <laughs> uh, in reality none of us are professional wrestlers we are three pastors uh, all figuring out grace as we go and invite you into that conversation, particularly uh, how we understand grace as it manifests itself throughout the story of God. So very often when we think about grace, um, we think about that as a New Testament construction that Jesus comes and forgives us and that's grace. In reality, grace exists, happens uh, throughout Scripture uh, even in creation, where God accommodates himself, where God puts limits on himself in order to to be with us. And so we continue to see that uh, as we live and lean into grace. And specifically today with Wayne and Wendell, want to think on how do we accommodate ourselves uh, as we enter into grace with others. You know, um, we were sitting around talking before we started recording, and we were we were saying, you know, we accommodate ourselves to people, but we don't ever compromise who we are, which is probably a distinction that needs to be made at the outset of the uh, conversation. And Wayne, you were saying something about the the accommodate is the method, and the compromise is the end goal, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think uh, grace, as we've talked about before, is this willingness to invest ourselves in a moment and to do that it requires some intention and um, proactive on our part sometimes some sometimes you're walking down the road and you're just aware and you live in that awareness of God's presence and the people around you and you are present to them but then there are other people that we have to intentionally uh, find ways to invest ourselves in that moment and Sometimes that means accommodating ourselves to the situation um, and the conversation in order that we can accomplish the end goal, which is, is to extend grace to them, to be vulnerable. And I think that's part of what vulnerability means is that I accommodate myself to, to them so that we can both be present in that moment. Uh, sometimes it's easy for me to be present, but it, I do it in a way that the other person feels awkward or uncomfortable and and maybe the call or the opportunity for us is to do it in such a way that it's com more comfortable for the other person than it is for us sometimes and so that's kind of what we talk about accommodate not in the in the fact that we're uh, changing what we believe ab about God's presence in their life or what God wants to do among us or his love but but the method that we meet them in or the setting maybe It's, it's it's like heading in their direction instead of waiting right. for them to come to us. And that, that I mean, it, it goes to 
maybe the topics they want to talk about. Uh, I think sometimes it goes to biting your tongue <laughs> and listening to things right. that you don't politically or theologically or relationally agree with. But at that point to insist on, okay, here's a point where, where I'm just going to have to stop and correct you. Or I'm going to, yeah. you know, that, that's not how we would say it, but our mind would think, okay, I know the answer here and you don't, so I'm going to give you the truth and, and I'm going to insist that you listen and if you push back, I'll push back harder and I will win this debate. Yeah. And, and uh, in the end, you've probably lost that person. Right. So you have to just kind of suck it up and say, at this, this is not the point. This is not the point in time to make this a, a bone of contention. Right. But it's a time for me just to love you. And, and Jason, you said something earlier about um, even at, in, you know, asking some why questions. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, for example, I might ask someone, why do you believe that? John Stockton is not the greatest point guard in the history of Here we go. professional basketball because, of course, he is. No, uh, I think one of the things I'm learning, particularly as I get older and as I continue to do ministry, is the importance of creating space for the other by right. giving up my agenda. Right. And, uh, and you know, if 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 they say something or or if somebody says, well, you know, I. I think what you John think Stockton is, stinks. yeah, so I think John's well, clearly they're wrong. Uh, <laughs> but, but I, I think in rather than jumping to defense and rather than jumping to defend John Stockton or Jesus or Billy Ocean or Tom Cruise <laughs> or whomever else, for Wayne it, it would be John Wayne. So let's just get that out. <laughs> giving giving up my agenda or giving up the uh, the need to win in an, in an interaction. I I, th I think when when my goal in any interaction becomes to win or to extract something from that person or to manipulate that person, um, even unintentionally, then then that that's that's grace. I've created space for that person to be authentically who they are, right. no matter their thoughts on John Stockton or for the, or for that matter Jesus, mm -hmm. um, particularly. Uh, when I meet people, you know, the typical question is, what do you do? And I will say, well, I'm a, I'm a pastor. And immediately the conversation yeah. changes. Immediately it's yeah. like, oh, I go to church. Yeah. Or, you know, I... I need uh, to go to church. Uh, yeah, yeah. I used to go to church. Yeah. Right, or I'm sorry for all those cuss words I said earlier. <laughs> right. I'm really a good person. And it's like, listen, you, you, you still be you. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm still grateful to right. be here with you. And I think there's something holy when we when we approach interactions authentically and when we allow others to be authentic that that to me is where god is present and that to right. me is where grace is not only extended but where grace happens right yeah i think there's there's this we really have to believe that god is present and that there's something yeah. happening in those encounters and those conversations that is bigger than than what we cause to happen or we create or we manipulate uh, in order to, to win. We really have to believe that God is present and active, involved, uh, and that he was there before us. And, and grace is trusting that truth, I think, 
that gives us the courage to create gracious spaces for people. And so we don't have to, we can't accommodate ourselves. We don't have to demand uh, it look like we think it should look or sound like it, we think it should sound. But because God is present and interested and involved, then we can trust that. The problem is, is we're sitting here talking and people are listening and they're scratching their chin and you're, they're saying this is such an interesting concept. I hope so. That's an interesting <laughs> idea. Scratching our head part, I'm sure. <laughs> but, but, in, but what you're saying is this is not a concept. Right. This is an absolute reality. Right. And you, once you step across that line and it ceases to be a concept and it becomes an absolute reality, this is going yeah. on, just like the world is spinning. Right. This is a reality. Right. Just like gravity, just like breath, just like yep. it. That's when it changes. As long as it's a concept, it's like I'll just scratch my chin and think about this. I wonder if there's some good books I could read. I wonder if I could Google this. I wonder who, what somebody else's opinion yeah. is about this concept. Yeah. But when you're talking to somebody and the reality, of it, the reality of it hits you, that the real God of the universe, who accommodated Himself to us when He created us is present here yeah. and he's wa he's right. wanting to do something beautiful creative new fresh that yeah it, yeah. it just all it, changes yeah you you can say well how do you do that <laughs> well that's how you do it you trust that god's there yeah it's the how-to is yeah is that awareness that trusting that god is present uh and i think that uh it frees us it creates all kinds of possibilities and opportunities, uh, and it allows us to discover and to explore what it looks like to love our neighbor, I think. Well, um, you Several years ago, Wayne, you came up with a good word, just presume upon that. We, we've talked about that a lot. Just yeah. live presumptuously. Right. And, and another way to say it is just live as if. Mm -hmm. And it's... It, and it's almost like it starts out as a fantasy because it's, it's just too good to be true. It's like, really? Right. Yeah. But then when you live this fantasy as if it's real, it becomes real. And it's not that we – I don't think it's that we talk ourselves into it as much as we begin to be aware of what really is going right. on. It's like, oh, shoot, that that person yeah. – I, I mean, we've got people that we deal with, all three of us deal with here at church – who are difficult, difficult people. You're talking about me. No, 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 not at all. I only do that when <laughs> that you're not here. That wasn't very convincing, was it? <laughs> no, only when you leave the room do I talk okay. about you. So you're safe. Okay. I would never talk about you in front of your face. <laughs> that makes me feel better. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I can tell. Um, but you, we have people we deal with, and in, in, in the ministry, I mean, we're trained. We're, quote, pros at this. I mean, you know, we've, we've got pieces of paper that say here he's certified and you deal with them and they're coming out of some of the most stupid ignorant positions and you're thinking man i could just shred you right now but in, in every way philosophically theologically scripturally i could shred you so you have a choice what are you going to do yeah and if if I'm looking at the dichotomy that maybe we have being trained as somebody who's not trained. 
Look at the dichotomy between Jesus, what he knew, mm-hmm. and the people, and and yet he did not. Well, he shredded a few bullies, but <laughs> yeah. th- th- maybe that's what we, maybe we have license to shred the bullies. <laughs> but but you know we handle them. Once you discover grace, you 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 right. you no longer have this <clears throat> feeling. I need to set this person straight. Yeah, right. What what JB said was so true, is you you give them space to explore who they are. Yeah, you know, and it gives them opportunity. And how rare is it that we meet somebody who doesn't have an agenda in a conversation or in a relationship or an encounter? How rare is it that we enter into a conversation right. and don't have more than one agenda? Right. Which is simply just to love the person. Right. I would love to say that's my only agenda, but yeah. it's not. Right. Yeah, yeah I, I think, I think though, the p- part, of, part of grace for me has been um, encountering my own agenda, you know, yeah. especially as a, as a trained, you know, to use your word there, quote unquote, trained pastor. No, uh, I said professional. Pr- trained professional. <laughs> uh, I'll use, I'll take it. <laughs> is, is, you know, how to, how, how to, how to love people without an agenda. I mean, I, I think, I think I'm going to be careful how I say this. I think Jesus had an agenda. Jesus, but Jesus's agenda was to go to the low places, to see the unseen, to hear the unheard, and to and to love those people and to lift those people up. And so, part of my journey is constantly asking myself: Am I following that same trajectory? Mm. Am I trying to build myself up? Am I trying to live the American dream with, right. you know, the Good education, good job, right. good income, or or am I trying to follow Jesus's tra- trajectory downbound, right. um, and 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 lift up those folks? And I, I don't, at least for me, that's a that's a, that's a temptation. That's a thing that I have to check myself on pretty regularly. Right. Yeah, yeah. I think we tend our culture and uh, even in the church, we tend to measure leaders by their effectiveness. Rather than, uh, and and that speaks to agenda. Have we accomplished the agenda that we have, or that the church gives to us, or the finances demand, or whatever? Uh, rather than uh, this contentment or this passion to live graciously, to live like Jesus, to serve those uh, around us, to wash feet. I mean, especially to lift those who are at the bottom, mm. that downward mobility that he demonstrated. This is probably, I mean, we're basically out of time, but I think what you just said, J.B., is so crucial. And Wayne brought it up several months ago, I remember, in some of our discussions. And that is, in our attempts to grace people, we better be able to grace ourselves as well. We're always going to have mixed motives. We're, And we're in process, and we... We joke when we say we're the professionals because we realize how not really. I mean, the further you go, the less professional <laughs> you you feel like a bungling idiot. Um, so you you have to it, you have to show yourself grace in this. Right. And that, yeah. Uh, 
I'm not always going to have good motives. I'm not always going to, you know. Yeah, but God's still active. God's still present. And, and that goes back to what we started with, which I'm looking at the time. I realize we're out of time, but I, I'm, I'm, it goes back to where we started, that God has always been willing to accommodate himself to frail humanity. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. He, yeah. why does he want to partner with us? He gets a kick out of it some way. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So... Thanks for being a part of this conversation on Grace. I'm Jason Brown. I've been with Wendell Van Valen and Wayne Hunter. The three of us serve together at Broadway United Methodist Church in Bowling Green, Kentucky.